Welcome back to Swing the Twig. It is a Friday. I'm Tommy Franks. I am back, and so is Dom. Uh, wonderful time in Pittsburgh, and to be honest, Dom, that we, we really could have done this show on Tuesday. Had it gone the way we expected with the with the game being rained out, but thankfully weather held out for us. And these two guys, Anthony and Jeff, uh, held the fort down really well. <laughs> I went back and listened uh, after these guys were done, and uh, it was phenomenal. They right? really did. Yeah. Good I mean, job, guys. Uh, yeah, it was very uh, entertaining. Thank you, thank you. We try. I think <laughs> I, th- I think sometimes with, with stuff, sometimes it's, like, it's always like, it, it's good. If you have good chemistry with, like, multiple people at house, but, like, anytime you just have, like, a nice, like, two-person kind of conversation, it kind of flows better. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was, that was great. Um, so as for this past... Uh, this past week, wow, what a week. And uh, Jeff and Anthony really some, did a good job of summing up the past uh, weekend and what's been going on there. But, I mean, Dom, I mean, we could do a little bit of a ballpark rank, right? I mean, Pittsburgh, number one easily, you said to me. Um, is this, You still feel the same way, right, after a couple days? Yes, but I'm going to be honest. If uh, I'm most likely going out to San Francisco in late August and all, Petco hopefully soon, who is my dream, I think – Listen, for right now, for the ballparks we've been to, Pittsburgh's number one, but I think it is overhyped. I'm going to be quite honest. It's a you think take. Pittsburgh's overhyped? A little bit. I thought it was a little overhyped. You know what did it? I love that we sat low towards home plate. Maybe if we sat higher, we would have probably seen more of the bridge and stuff. But it's I just true. felt like we talked about it during the game. They had the big batter's eye, the green two green rectangles it kind of interfered a little bit from how low we were seeing the, the batter's the, eye yeah it's just yeah. it was really nice don't get me wrong and it's number one right now and it's definitely top three mm-hmm. but everyone's saying oh it's number one it's not even close i think it's totally exaggerating hmm. so worth it though so worth it i like the hot take but i gotta say i got, i fell in love with the park like five minutes into it so yeah. i was I yeah. was very happy. I would recommend if you're going to go. I don't recommend people going to Pittsburgh, but if you're going to Pittsburgh, go to the park. It's a beautiful place. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know Dom did too. My, my one critique of it, Dom, was that they only had Miller Lite as their sponsor for beer. That is true. Uh, yeah, there was, was not like, a lot on, of variety. Man. I was like, come on. What would you guys um, eat but, there? Uh, we had everything, right? Yeah. Uh, pretty much a wide variety of we went to town, I think. Not to All right, what was fire. your favorite food there? Uh, we didn't do anything crazy. Uh, yeah, true. I think we just got the stereotypical ballpark food, like hot dog, popcorn, cotton candy. That's all I had. And then, and yeah. I think, yeah. I was for me, the was... nachos with the candy. I had a Heineken and then the Miller. There you um, go. So that was good. I haven't had cotton candy before that for like 15 years, so that was pretty cool too. I didn't care about the game result either. Like I didn't. I like, did I didn't, for some reason, man. I oh, you're rooting for like the Yankees, Yankees too. Yankees. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't really. I mean, yeah, I wanted to see the Yankees win, obviously. Um, that's a whole yeah, reason. Yeah, you guys went to the wrong game then. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get into that um, in a second. And actually, I want to get into that right now um, because this all goes back to what happened the day after Dom and I went, um, and we were up. The Yankees were up ten nothing, going into the ninth inning. And like, like a lot of teams do now in blowout games, depending on the team, they put in a position player to pitch, whether it's an infielder or outfielder, to save the bullpen. And the Pirates broadcast uh, just flipped out at the fact, and I'm not verbally, like, like emotionally flipping out, but they were complaining about the rule. I don't know. I want to I hear you guys' takes first, because I got a lot to say. 
but the idea of a position player pitching, fair game? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like the concept of a position player pitching, but there should be absolutely no reason as to why a position player shouldn't pitch. Fair. I mean, right, that's how like, I feel, too. Yeah, like, if you put yourself in that situation, why waste more pitching, you know, arms in a long season of baseball? And when you're down 10 nothing or more, or even sometimes just depending on the score or whatever, the manager pulls, why not? Just don't put yourself in that position where you're down that many runs then. Don't be that bad of a team. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can't waste. When you're getting blown out, you're not going to want to waste pitching, let alone if you're winning. So I, I, I don't hate the idea at all of position players pitching at all. <laughs> it's, and it also kind of makes the game pretty unique, makes it fun. You know, you get some characters out on the pen actually trying mm -hmm. to throw some heat, actually just trying to throw 35 mile per hour. Zach Reiki, Ethan's pitches, so. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this position player thing kind of goes, like, twofold. It's, like, on the one hand, it, it goes, like, to, like, to the to the team that's, like, having the position player's pitch. It's, like, all right, are they even trying? And then it's, like, well, then do you want the offense to even try, too? But then it's, like, you know, you're playing a sport, and therefore, you know, that's why sometimes the score does get runned up, and then you're in this situation where why is the offense still trying? But then it's, like, well, then the other team should be trying, too. So it, it's it, it's this sure. weird dynamic now, and it's a it's a f interesting debate because you can go both ways. It's like, well, then if the opposing team is putting out the position players, then you should be like, all right, well, the hitter shouldn't try. But then at the end of the day, you're playing a game to win, and you and what's the point of the game? To score See? runs and to eliminate runs. So therefore, you, I feel like you should, in the grand scheme yeah. of things, to have you know pitchers pitch, and hitters got to hit. But I understand where they come from, Trevor. They don't want to waste guys because it's like. It's meaningless. At that point, it's meaningless baseball, right? The Yankees are obviously going to win the game, and why waste, you know, why waste the pitchers? You know, because you see them, for example, right, when you're up that many, you start replacing guys, and, you know. So it, 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 it's a weird debate. Like, you, you, you can go either or because it's like you can say, you know, well, well they shouldn't be trying because they're up so many, right? It's like what happened in, with the uh, – Twins and the White the Sox. That, the Rangers and Padres, when Tatis pimped that to to Well, that was to, to a pen pitcher. Way. Well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying, right? It's like, well, he shouldn't be doing that if you're up by so many. It's like, all right, well, what's the point of the game? To score as many runs and to win, right? Ain't over until yeah. it's over, but. Hey, remember Mets-Phillies game? It was 7 nothing, and the Mets came back and won the game? I mean, I mean yeah. to say that the game's not over, I mean, to say the game's over is insane. Yeah, it's not it's not over. So I and I think it and I think when you have that happen, right? Cuz it happened in this Pittsburgh game for us and it happened in the Cubs game that I went to that Sunday afternoon, right? Oh yeah. Where, oh, where yeah. Higashioka hit a 55 mile per hour like curveball whatever and took it to left field. It's like that that's on the team for not trying and putting out a winning, you know, a winning team on the field for nine whole innings, right? So at right. the end of the day, right? I think you got to point to kind of leadership. Right, because it just shows Pittsburgh knows they're not going to win, and that they don't really care. And same goes for the Cubs and any other team that does that too. Because your point example, to your point exactly, the Mets were down seven nothing, and they end up in won won the game. I think it was against the Giants though, or no, no, oh no, it happened to get wait. I think it happened against them too, right? Weren't the Giants down seven nothing, then they won ninety seven? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so there's that exactly too, right? So you, you, you want to try to win. So there's that. I, I think it goes down to leadership in terms of who's leading the clubhouse. 
um, for the team. That's our all right. down to. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a great point too. I mean, you guys you guys said it all very well, and I think the Pirates cast was just talking about this can't happen. This can't happen. This is ridiculous. Major League Baseball has to change the rule because remember Jeff remembers when we when we talked about extensively about the fact that Major League Baseball was cutting um, the bullpen down. I think two guys or one guy down to 13, cutting your pitchers to 13 on a roster. And I remember, and people can point to that and say, oh, you know, we're all being inconsistent. But at the same time, like, why would you regulate teams if they want to put out, put out a position player to pitch, if they want to rest their pen? My thing is, the why can't we acknowledge that the Pirates organization has been this sorry franchise for how many decades, and I have a lot of respect for the organization, the franchise, for you know everything they did, you know, post civil rights era, things like that, post Negro League, and what they've done. As Dom and I learned a lot more about the history of the Pirates, that the first all minority lineup and things like that. Yes, we did. Everything they did in the Clemente years, and you know, unfortunately, the bobblehead attributing to the Pirates legend that walked off the Yankees in the late 70s, and. You know, that's all of that is cool and all, but this current ownership of the Pirates is disgusting. And and in terms of the quality, it's been bad for so many decades. Why can't we just acknowledge that the team's bad? Like, why I mean, can't we? Like, the starting pitch. They, had a, they, they bad. had a window, too, right? Remember the window they right? had with, with, with oh, Kutch sure. and Russell Martin and uh, Pedro Alvarez? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, they had a window, right? They had the end, like. McCutcheon was named MVP, and he was on the team. Right. 2015, right? Like, he was That's the guy. And, and, you know, they just couldn't do anything with him. And, right, of course, obviously, right, they probably don't have the money to pay him at the time because he was, he was valued a lot, so they got the best for him when they traded him. But it's like you had a, you had a little bit of a window, right? I mean, you had, you know, the Cubs were up and coming, but they weren't there yet. The Cardinals were kind of the Cardinals, but they were kind of like in this – "Quote unquote rebuild," but even though that team never really rebuilds, the Brewers weren't doing so hot because the you know Ryan Braun thing kind of you know came at them and he was suspended for a year. Prince Fielder left, went to Detroit, um, and then to Texas, and then you had kind of the Reds who were kind of like and eh, too because they missed their window in the early 2010. So that was kind of their time to kind of take hold of the division and make a run, and they didn't do it. And ever since then, it's kind of just been you know a, a, a forsaken franchise. Just to, I mean, the idea of wanting to change the rule because you know your team decided to, and it is their team, decided to put in Josh Van Meter three times this season so far to pitch, and I think a couple other guys have pitched once or twice so far as well. The Pirates are one of the league leaders in this just because the team sucks. And I think to that point, get some goddamn starting pitching. Excuse my French, but I mean, why would you have so many... Why would you complain about the rule and also look away from the fact that the starting pitching is not pitching as long, they're giving up more runs, their ERA is so high, why are we going to blame the league for something that your team is bad at? Your team's bad. What's so hard to understand about that? I just don't like the idea that... These teams, the Cubs don't do this, I don't think. But, you know, the Pirates announcers basically were suggesting that the league should change the rules, that this shouldn't be happening. It's a bad look for baseball. I disagree. I think it's a bad look on the Pittsburgh Pirates. You gave up yeah. on the game. You're putting in a position player to pitch. Yeah, look, I got I, I got a very simple solution against the problem that these announcers had. It, it's even easier than put out a competent baseball team. It's even easier than that. Just don't put in a position player. If you Seriously. don't like the if you don't like the rule, don't use it. You can apply it to a lot of things in life in general. You can apply it to this as well. If you don't like it, don't do it. It's as simple as that. 
And the Pirates manager does an interview, I think, with AT&T Sportsnet, the, the TV network that does the games. And he's apparently, and they were citing back to that interview, and they said, oh, we, he has, he goes, oh, we have no choice but to. Yeah, you do have a choice. It doesn't matter you have a doubleheader the next day with Cincinnati. That doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, in fact. Uh, you, you know, doubleheaders were existed for decades and nearly centuries since the games, since the games existed. Uh, and it's nothing new. And pitchers have been going for a long time. So don't give me this doubleheader the next day nonsense. You can, if you don't like the rule position player, to your point, Jeff, don't use a position player. Just don't ju ju why? Just use a pitcher for four or five innings. Just use the same pitcher. Just workhorse him throughout the game. That's how it was done for decades prior to this rule coming into effect. You know, you, you take one guy, you use him as the sacrificial sheep, doesn't matter if he gives up one run, ten runs, whatever. You just let him go until his arm falls out, and you consider an over-glorified bullpen session for the dude. Exactly. And I think, you know, as a – well, actually both ends of it. I was going to say, as a sports better, I love the Baker rule. I love the fact that well, – that's, that's what I call it, a Baker, because they're throwing out – they're tossing lobs, and it's, like, so easy to hit. It's like, um, like little meatballs coming at you. But, um, you know – uh, a position player pitching, I love the rule as a baseball fan too because it gives teams freedom to do that. And and teams can say, oh, let's rest the pen, game's over. It might be disrespectful to say, I think it's disrespectful, like Dom, the Texas Rangers did against the Padres um, with their pen uh, kind of right. quitting and throwing at Machado, right? Yep. We remember that game. And, you know, on top of that with the, uh, who can forget, Yerman Mercedes against the Twins when that was an actual position player pitching. And he homers on the 3-0 count. And what happened to managers flipping out? Do you ever, you guys ever notice that? How managers aren't flipping out this year as much about that? Running up the score? I mean, the Yankees ran up to 16 runs and no one complained at all. I mean, I mean, it's to the point exactly. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Not try? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, it's like the teams have a choice, right? To, to just why I think this kind of sums up the whole debate. It's like both teams have a choice. You either... You either put in the position player, then you're basically telling the team, we're not going to try it. We're going to give you the win. And probably the Yankees were like, all right, fine. We're just going to probably just bash it up on you and get up our run differential as much as they can. Because right now, that helped them. They're up plus like 175 going into this game tonight. And right now, they're up right now. So it'll probably go up even more. So that's that's their choice. It's all about a, it, it. It's a choice, right? The Yankees could also say, all right, fine. If they're doing the position size, then we then all right. Then let's just not do it. Let's let's wrap it up quicker because we gotta we got a plane to catch to get to Boston. They could also do that too. But it comes down to trust at the end of the day. I think Jeff kind of sums it up nicely. Oh yeah, I just don't like. My problem is I don't like the idea of people blaming Major League Baseball for something when when they don't even bat the eye when they don't even bat an eye at the negatives behind their team that they're covering and why the position player is in, in on the mound in the first place. Because it's like, Dom, we didn't see a position player for the Pirates. They were up 5-2 or in 5-1 at one point. We did not see a position player pitching for Pittsburgh. We did not see Aaron Boone doesn't do it. We didn't see a position player for the Yankees. I mean, the Pirates only did it because it was 10 nothing. You have a choice, to Jeff's yeah, point. Exactly. And I think, yeah, that Jeff summed it up really well with that. Well. Let's uh, just get moving forward here because that's a uh, a frustrating. That's that's my frustration, guys. Really, it, it 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 makes me sorry that I ever picked them to get under under a hundred losses this. But season. they're still gonna do that, probably. <laughs> I hope they do. They better. Hey, look, I still have such I still have such respect for that franchise as far as what they've done historically, as I said. But this current ownership and think about the guys they've traded. Right, look at the guys on the Yankees killing it. Clay Holmes, cheap. Um, we tried at Hoy Park, a prospect for him. 
and and uh, Clay Holmes is killing it. JMO Tyone, I mean, he he didn't have a good start the past two or three starts, but o- overall he's still good. You know, and he's still a very good benefit to the Yankees. Garrett Cole, let's not even talk about that. Um, so a lot of good examples there of the Pirates trading trading away such great talent, um, great potential, and maybe it's their development. I have no idea. Well, I but mean, either, I, 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 mean I would say to that point, right, it's like I think I did see a stat or I saw a graphic where it showed, like, all the players that they once had and now they're traded. Like, you mentioned Garrett Cole and Clay mm-hmm. Holmes and Tyone, Shane Baez now on the, now on the race, right? They have a good development team either either in their front office in the major league or down in the minor leagues. Like, they do a good job of drafting well and developing these guys. It's just they need, to your point, Tommy, is that the owners need to do a better job of utilizing their dollars. They like if, if you could kind of see what you've done in the past, say like you will produce some really, really solid players that if they were on the same team could make some serious damage. They can make some noise, but they just you know they just don't have the time, or they just kind of I don't know. They they just don't, they have, don't the have patience. The bu- they don't have the budget for it either. I mean, yeah, well, that's also to, to, to ownership, and they got to, you know, figure out ways to generate more revenue, whether it be formulating a better TV deal or something, because that's where all the revenue is coming from, right? It's these massive TV deals, right? That's how L.A. has a lot of money. That's how the Yankees and the Mets have a lot of money. Same thing with the Phillies and Red Sox, right? Sure. So it's all about that. So they just got to get a better TV deal. But I know Pittsburgh, it's kind of hard. But you're in Pennsylvania. I mean, you're in Pennsylvania, right? I mean, it's not a. It's I would call it a pretty big market, right? I mean, you're you're you know obviously you're competing with the Steelers, but it's not, not like it's not like a market like like the Royals or. Yeah, it's uh, not small market. It's not it's that not, small yeah, market. Yeah, it's not as small. It's not as small as you 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 think it'd be. But sure. You know, yeah. Today's I, podcast title: How badly we can bash the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> How to bash Pittsburgh in 19, however long this has been going so far. <laughs> Even shorter, right, Jeff? <laughs> Halfway through the season, Jeff, you, you mentioned one of your predictions about the fact that the Pirates, you predicted here on this podcast that the Pirates would finish under 100 losses. So far, you are on pace to win that little prediction barely but still on pace <laughs> just barely they might be the seventh team they could be one of the seven teams on pace to hit 100 losses who knows um, they better not be <laughs> did you actually have a wager on that i did not no I, any other predictions we had here guys that are i think i think we took a note of some of these actually didn't we we did I and i, I have them a couple of them well yeah. dom is still well dom is consistent here he's telling he told me in pittsburgh a couple times when we were looking at the out-of-town scores. And he's staying consistent. He still thinks the Braves are going to win the division at this point. He predicted before the season started the Braves would win the division. And they're only three and a half out or two and a half out now, uh, whatever it is, or even four and a half. I have no idea. But it's close. It's significantly closer. Now he has a little back and forth with Anthony here. Anthony has the Mets to win the NL East. But I don't think Anthony. Anthony, you still sticking to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I said it last, I said it on to the last episode that we did, just me and Jeff. I said, look, you know, the Mets have stayed afloat without Degrom and Scherzer. Scherzer came back, pitched very well on Tuesday. Degrom is likely going to be coming back. They still lost right? I, I don't know. They might have lost. I don't remember. But yeah, look, I, I, still, I, I still think that they'll, that they'll prevail, especially when Degrom comes back. And I do think. 
I think for the Grom and for the Mets, I feel like they need to make a push because I just saw a report that rumor has it, and it's no real big news that it's 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 a foregone conclusion that he is going to opt out of his contract and become a free agent. So it's like they gotta, you know, they they gotta do something this year, not not trade him, but like they gotta make some noise um, to show to him like, hey, like you know, this team this team can do it with you, and therefore you should stay. So. I still think with that motivation from him and the team, I think they're going to prevail and win the division because I just think they have more firepower um, than the Braves. I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves win the division because I got Mets fans and I they're they're annoying the crap out of me with this whole Uncle Steve crap. Um, yeah, I hear you. So I just want that to kind of just humble them a little bit because I know we have Yankees, Hal Stein, we have the Steinbergs, all this money, blah, 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 but... I kind of don't say much, so I kind of just let the team do the talking for me. So, <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I mean, one of the more shocking things, guys, is the fact that the Orioles' record, and I think Jeff mentioned this on Tuesday, the Orioles are only six games out from the American League wildcard spot. How crazy is that? And I know it's expanded um, by a team now, so there's three teams in the running for the AL Wild. There's three spots. For the AL wild card now, and I get that, but the Orioles are only six games out. How crazy is that? Pirates I got two notes. words for you, baby. Rugnet Dorsey. Oh my God, he's just so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling. I was look, giving you a legitimate yeah. player. You gave me Rugio Odor. Come on. Yeah, but like, look. Oh, Odor. Yeah. I, I love that. He actually hit a walk off the other day, or at least a go ahead. He did. Homer. He's been. He's a king of walk offs for Baltimore. Yeah. Really. Nice bat flip with it. The Orioles are not that bad. Uh, also, not. by the way, tracing back really quickly, Jacob DeGrom's going to look really good in a Braves uniform next season. So now going back to the O's, they're not that bad. They're building young. Is it a pain? Yes, like the, what the Pirates are doing. But it's the right move they're making. They're sticking to the youth. Their pitching is slowly getting better. Not everyone looks like Harvey uh, on the mound. And their team is just looking pretty decent. They lack power. But they're starting to get it. We've seen some glimpses of it, like especially against the Blue Jays a couple series ago. Uh, the Orioles were mashing the baseball. Adley, Rutschman, looking pretty good. Just hit a homer again recently. Um, and this is all without Cedric Mullin, Mullins carrying like he did last year. You know how they're sh- like true. struggling and Cedric Mullins is really the only star piece. Like, not, honestly, not this case anymore. Yeah, he's not doing so hot this year, but the O's in general are. So, good for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I love to, I love to see the extra competition. Um, so, that should, uh, you know, the Orioles are looking pretty solid, I would say. This is one of the best seasons since they won the division quite a few, or not too long ago, actually. Like, like five or so years, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, or and, five or six, actually, six. Yeah, and I said it. Like, this is going to be also a team, you know, even though they're playing well and, right, the division's kind of out of reach for them, unfortunately, right? But this is going to be a team, like I said a couple yeah. weeks ago, where they're going to be the spoiler team. They're, they're, yep. we, we've said it. They're a decent team, right? Right, And we've seen it. They've beaten the Red Sox. They've beaten the Blue Jays, right? They can beat good teams. So they're going to be that team for the next, for the rest of the season that's going to probably – Make some other teams that are vibe that are vying for a playoff spot really angry because they're gonna mess it up for them. That's what they're gonna do, and that's why they're playing so well because they know that's their that's what they're supposed to do, and it's and it's gonna lead to wins and it's gonna bring up the morale. And by next year, you know they'll be a 500. I can see them being a 500 level club depending on what they do in the off season um, in 2023. If they're in any other division, they are 500. 
let's be honest, they, they are in the toughest division in baseball right now. The fact that they're managing to hover around that 500 mark is impressive in its own right. You sure. put them in you put them in the AL Central and they're right in it for that race, you know? You put them in the AL West and, well, they're probably better than the Angels, the Rangers, all those teams for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's, and, and it's a, it's so impressive. I mean, they're, these guys are close to the White Sox um, in terms of record. Like, they're only like a game and a half behind the White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, which is unbelievable. Now, the White Sox, obviously, I don't have to get into them. Um, that's a that's a struggling team in and of itself, but you know it's it's crazy how the how far the Orioles have come with this team. And hey, look, you know I, I always thought they deserved this kind of a um, a stretch, so good for them. Uh, I don't hate the Orioles at all. I, in fact, I really respect the Orioles. I feel bad for them <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm, and and I'm saying this as a Yankee fan. You know, I'm really glad that city finally has something to root for. You know, they they've mired not even in mediocrity for god knows how long they've just been downright terrible for really as long as i can remember they have not been a good ball club so for baltimore to finally get a team that they can go hey you know we're finally around 500 despite everything working against us this season with the yankees and the red sox and the blue jays and the tampa bay rays you know despite all of that they're still putting out there and they're still putting out a pretty damn good team they're close to tampa too as you as you mentioned that they're close oh, yeah. to the Rays. they're really yeah, close well, to the Rays. yeah yeah well the both the rays and the blue jays they're they're tied for that fifth and sixth spot for that second and third wild card spot so they're mm -hmm. six games back of both of them right now that's crazy i mean that's that's something else. Like when you talk about that, <laughs> I can't believe that. Like just how close they are. But yeah, great team, and uh, I'll see them again a couple more times this year. I know we all see them one more time at least in Camden, so that should be fun in a few weeks. Is it Jeff? It's true. Matt Olson is is chasing a sixty doubles season. How about it's that? It's true. Right? And considering true. he started so poorly, the way he did, and sa and people saying, "Oh, the Braves lost the, not the trade, not the trade. It wasn't really a trade, but the Matt Olson swap for Freeman. Um, the Braves lost it, and the Dodgers won easily. And now, now Olson looks great. You think the Dodgers? Yeah. You think the Braves kind of say, you know what? Kind of glad we got rid of Freddie for Olson, in the sense of and, and on the on the in the sense of average, not forget everything else." I mean, yeah, Olsen's good. Yeah, no, he's doing really good. Um, and you know, every, everyone talks about you know, oh, sixty home runs in a season and uh, is impressive. Sixty doubles in a season is equally as impressive. Only six players in the history of Major League have hit sixty doubles in a in a singular season. Crazy. So just ju just to give you an idea of how hard that is, only one more person has had a sixty double season than sixty home run seasons. Who would that one more person be? Well, we all know who had the 60 home runs, I would hope. I'm trying to find who... Oh, here we go. Uh, Earl Webb, George Burns, Joe Medwick, Hank Greenberg, Paul Weiner, and Charlie Geringer. These are all old players who played during... Who played during... Uh, really during, like, World War II or ever. From 26 to 36 is when all of them happened within that 10-year period. Hasn't happened since. And I only know Hank Greenberg. That's the only name that kind of rings a bell for me. Other than that, 
I don't know any of those guys you just named. Yeah, there there is not one big name major league player really. Like really significant major league player that's gotten 60 doubles in a season. For Matt Olson to be chasing that is impressive. The only one that's really come close in major league history recently has been Nick Castellanos in 2019. He had 58 doubles that season. Todd Helton also in 2000, he was one shy of it. So this this is a really tough nut to crack. That's pretty wild that Matt Olson can do that potentially in Atlanta. Not even a big park either, or not even a small park, I mean, sorry. Yeah, not even a small park in Atlanta. I mean, yeah, it's downright impressive, and especially if the Braves can, you know, pull out a division win. I might ride with Dom on that prediction, just say the Braves are going to win the NL East. The NL least, uh, but I know you guys aren't calling it that anymore. Very quickly, but no, uh, I, I I've rescinded that title for the time being. Give it five years, I'm sure it'll be back. Hell, maybe give it five. <laughs> give, give it five weeks, it might be back. Given the teams in that division, you know it's funny. You know it's funny. You know when you think about it, it just um, it's it. Dom, did you see the guy at the Pirates game the other night? There was a guy there in a pirate shirt. And on the back of his shirt, it said uh, Pittsburgh Pirates 2025 World Series champs. <laughs> I did not see that, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, dear. you can't make this stuff up. And uh, I, I got a kick out of that. Um, so that was, um, that was really funny. That poor guy's going to have to put a one in place of the zero soon enough. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> What's well, they win it this year or next year? <laughs> if, if 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 they if they win it this decade, I'll go to that parade. Like I will go to that parade in Pittsburgh. I'll go. I'm dead honest. <laughs> that'd be uh that'd be something to go. I mean, the the fans would be just as shocked as the players. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> I mean, the fans would be the fans would be wouldn't even be cheering. They'd just be stunned. They'd be like, wait, they did it? They did it! We were just using position players uh, in 2022. Now all of a sudden we won? <laughs> I mean, hey, so sometimes that stuff happens. Look at the Royals. That That's pretty much what they did. That's I a mean, great they, point. They, I mean, they, they were okay before that, but they came out nowhere for those couple years. And then, I mean, look at them now. They suck again. Same goes for the Nationals. Exact same yeah. example. Exact yeah. same. I mean, the Nationals were a team that downright not. They didn't suck. They just weren't good. That that team was lightning in a bottle. No one saw that yeah. coming. They would not. not okay, no, Dom no and one, I were talking about this. No Dom one and I were talking about coming. this. We were talking Ooh, about this we on go. Tuesday. We were saying the Nationals would not have won that 2019 World Series had it not been for Dom's favorite outfielder Trent Grisham making that error in the bottom of the ninth in that wild card game. That would not have happened because oh, the Brewers were up yeah. one oh, going yeah, to the bottom of oh, that ninth yeah, in the wild card were, game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, remember, you know how I know that? I was I was with a buddy of mine. Yeah, I was with a buddy of mine who's a Brewers fan watching the game. We were at school, and uh, and we were watching the game from our house. And he and he just literally was. If he ever if he listens to this, he'll be cracking up. Uh, but he was he was stunned. He couldn't say a word. Like he just sat there, just pissed off as Josh Hader comes in. They're up one. Everything looks great. <laughs> and then the liner to Grisham. <laughs> the game was only supposed to be tied, and Grisham lost it. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I mean, that was, but yeah, I mean, the Nats should not have won that World Series. <laughs> should have won that no, game. But, no, but they did. Well, commend, I commend them for beating the Astros. I was rooting for them for that. That was awesome.
bros of the week. I know I didn't give you guys much time to think about that, but do we have bros of the week for this week? Oh, I'm I actually gonna don't. Give... I'm sorry. I gotta... I'm... Yeah, I don't have a bro of the week. I'm gonna instead give a full shout-out so far to Raphael Devers. This dude has been having a career year, and I don't think anybody, anybody has been talking about this guy. Let me pull up some of his stats the, right the, now. This guy is hey, but his, Wait, are you talking about his stats from Thursday night? No, no, no. For the season. How about, let's start with Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this guy is Cole's daddy. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. The, opening, I mean guy, opening day. This guy says, I, I should have known to take his home run problem. When I, I should have, like, when I was, like, watching the game, I was, like, when he went deep again, I was, like, because he took, like, he, like, he, he logged on, like, a pitch down away and just torqued it to dead center. Torqued it. I was, like, yeah. double. So, it's I mean, just. It, it's it, unbelievable. And yeah. his total basis. I mean, that's. That's a way to win. Bet his total base against Garrett Cole. Oh, yeah. I love Cole, but, I mean, I don't know how Devers does it. Cole doesn't even throw bad pitches against him all the time for those home runs. Yeah. I mean, he just grabs it and, and rakes it. I'm like, huh? It's like, yeah, it's not like the G-Man Choi high ones that he can make contact on on a high ball and rip it. it these, are got, these are ones that he's picking up from the ground, basically, and just raking it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and this, this dude, he's leading the AL in hits. He's leading the AL in doubles. He's got mm -hmm. 27 of those right now. He's got right now 19 home runs on the season. He's having a career year for batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS percentage. I mean, th you name it, this dude's going off. He's having a career year, uh, quite frankly, an all-star year, and nobody's talking about him, I feel. This is because oh, the Yankees are so good. That's why. Yes. If, yeah. if, the, if, the, if the Red Sox were doing as good as the Yankees, he'd be he'd be the overwhelmingly favorite for MVP. I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. what his numbers are in terms of MVP right now, but he should be second, if not third, right behind like Otani and Judge. I really don't think Otani should be in the top three as the favorite for MVP, no. considering how bad his team is. I think it should be Judge then Devers. And Otani yeah. hasn't even been putting up the same season he did last year. Yeah. No, he hasn't. My my top MVP, my top three MVP right now are Judge, Devers, and then Jose Ramirez. That's my top three right now for MVP. But Aaron Judge, yeah, I, I still say Judge wins it I, at this at this yeah. moment. At this moment, I think he's a clear clear favorite. I think Ramirez will come the closest, but Cleveland's got to do a lot more. Like when the, if they win the division, if the Guardians do, then I think Maybe. Jose has it. Then I think Jose has a shot. But that's crazy. Guys, just saw a stat here, speaking of Devers. Most career home runs versus Garrett Cole. Obviously, Devers has the most now with six. His new teammate, actually two of his teammates have the most home runs against Garrett Cole. Want to guess? Uh, this should have been the trivia question, guys. Want to guess the two current Yankee teammates that uh, he, he had home runs against? That have the, They both have four. They're now currently Yankee teammates. Who are the two uh, now Yankees to have home runs off of Garrett Cole? Uh, Josh Donaldson. Wrong. Really? I figure, which I'm, I, I figure with how much beef they had with each other before he had to have been one of them. No, Cole owned Donaldson. I'm going with Judge. Wrong. Judge, Judge has been teammates with Cole. The, uh, Joey Gallo. Time. Gallo's one? And, yep. and, and name one more. Great guess. Same division. Great guess. Thank uh, now go one more. Matt Carpenter? Bam. You Ooh. got two of them. Carpenter the, and Gallo. Yep. Wow. That's a great guess. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'm sure the Matt Carpenter home runs came when Cole was a pirate. That's what I got him at. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm figuring, because Cardinals and, Pirates. And Gallo from both when he was with the Pirates and probably with the Astros, a little bit of that. Uh-huh. Night. But yep. definitely not with the Yankees. Um, G-Man Choi has, is also tied in that three-way tie with four. So G-Man Choi is right there, but Devers has the most with six. I don't know how he does it. Great for Devers. I have all the respect for him. Dom or Anthony, you guys have, have any uh, bros of the week for this week, or are we going to move on? Uh, I got one. All um, right. I'm going to go with Dansby Swanson from the Braves. This man is raking in his last, like, couple weeks. I think he's hitting, like, 360. He's got at least nine home runs in that span. One of the reasons why the Braves are kind of making this comeback, um, I know everyone gives credit to Olsen and Acuna, but you got to give some credit for Dansby Swanson. Former number one overall pick from Arizona. Just, you know, just being an absolute baller. And you got to give him got to give him his props. And he kind of helped me catch, he, and he ugh, can't speak. He helped me catch a bet uh, over the 4th of July weekend too. So thank you, Dansby. Dansby's uh, finding his groove now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, I think. And, he's and, I, and I like him. He's a good dude. You know, I, yeah, I like he, him for sure, for sure. Uh, Dom, who do you got? Uh, right next to Dansby on that left side of the infield, Austin Riley, my fantasy king, hitting 520. His last 27 ABs, obviously, with his uh, power, a lot of slugging coming into that doubles, homers. He's been hitting the wall really well and everywhere. Uh, he's been a big part of that Braves success too as of late, and I think the Braves are a big sleeper team. Everyone just hates him because of the whole Freddie Freeman thing, but I think that all changed because of the whole Freddie Freeman firing his agent and stuff. And I think the Braves made a right move. So uh, rooting for them hardcore. Would love to see the Mets pull a Met and finish second or third. Uh, Austin Riley looking really good with Dansby Swanson on that team. Mine is actually not It's not a Yankee. It's finally someone we got to see. I was debating between two Pirates. And I, as much as we bash the Pirates themselves, the I was more talking about the management, the players I still admire, and mine is Jack Sawinski. Uh, wow. I mean, I know Jeff, I think, used him once for Bro of the Week, if I recall correctly, or Jeff used him somewhere else to uh, yep. pay homage to him. But Jack Sawinski's a hell of a rookie, and I love watching him play. That dude can rake. He hit, we watched, Dom and I watched him hit a home run that just made it over the fence in right center in uh, Pittsburgh, so that was really cool. Uh, definitely a good candidate for NL Rookie of the Year, I'd say. He's definitely got great numbers to start the season. And um, he just looks really good to start his MLB uh, career. Tommy, I really I really hope that we got this trend going for us going to baseball games right now about going to rookies. Like, like watching these rookies go off in a game and then they go on to do great things in the MLB. Because we got that going with Alec Mano- with uh, Manoa already. <laughs> we yeah, might, right. you, you might have it going with Jack Sawinski now. And I mean, hey, when when we go down to when we go down to Baltimore in a couple of weeks, Adley. we'll be watching Adley Rutschman. So I'm excited you know. to see him. Oh, me too. I love Adley Rutschman. He I admire the hell out of him as a catcher. Um you know, as a hitter too, he just looks great. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a catcher that can move. You see him run the bases; he's fast. He's faster than Higgy. Like I, I can't believe it. He's he's good. I, I I like Adley Rushman a lot, so I'm excited to see him. But that's that's our bros of the week. Jeff, do we have a series of the week? And we'll go around the horn, obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I think I'll go with the obvious one. Let's go Padres Giants. I don't think I need to say why that's a big series. Damn it, Jeff! Big. I had that too. <laughs> I knew I'm Dom, sorry, I knew Dom. Dom had that. I knew it. <laughs> no, it's okay. You have a good taste. I just want to say, especially in Game One, 
No No Joe, the better pitcher, versus the also good but not as good Logan Webb. Gonna be fun. Four games. Let's get it. Uh, who else got? Who else has one? I'll go with the other obvious one. I mean, I gotta go. Red Sox Yankees. First time we're facing them since opening day. Yep. It's currently a currently in a battle thanks to Mr. Garrett Cole himself. You give him six runs, and he at can't hold this, At the time of this recording. And he can't hold it. Hopefully they. Hopefully the Yankees can pat on some more. But this is the series, and also just because not only because of the rivalry, but just because, you know, the Red Sox are second in the division. So you know we win the series. You know it helps us create more of a gap in our division even more. So you know any any anything anything else, whether we win a division or win the division series or we split it. Tom. Uh, I Tom mean. Now I'm really trying to take a good look into it, so give me just a minute um, as I keep thinking. Cause All right, really... I'll, go. I'll go as Dom goes then. How's yeah. that sound? Yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm going to say eh, – I don't want to say Cubs-Dodgers because that's going to be – that can go either wow. way in my opinion. In my opinion, that, that, that can actually go either way. Actually, can I get um, a hot take on that after your, after your pick? Dom's just going to say the Cubs will sweep the Dodgers. No, no, um, no, not that much of a take. No. What do you, what do you, what's your hot take? I know this is being recorded the night before, but if yes. I'm right on this, oh, I'm good. Tony Gonsolin gets his first loss tonight. Uh, okay, so at the time of this recording, it's on a Thursday night, so the game the game will have started an hour from now. Um, so, yes, um, we are doing this on a Thursday night, but the game starts at 10, so Gonsolin would be pitching. Um, okay. So Gonsolin can get his first loss to the Cubs. Okay, um, I was gonna say I was gonna say Blue Jays Mariners while Dom gets his uh, series of the week together. I'm gonna say Blue Jays Mariners. I like Seattle. Dwinker suspended. I get that, but I like the Jays. Um, you know, needing to win in Seattle. Basically, they're probably. I I don't. I can't confirm. Are they gonna, are they gonna see their old pitcher Robbie Ray that they traded away uh, or got rid of? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they will, but because um, MLB is not showing me. But I think I think they will see Robbie Robbie Ray, excuse me, eventually. Yep. Saturday night. Gotcha. I thought so. So that's going to be a really good game, and I think it's a really really good series. Uh, Seattle's a tough place to play for any road team, and uh, the Blue Jays I think are kind of improving, although they did lose a couple to Oakland. So who knows? But it's going to be um, you know the Blue Jays are in a kind of a desperate spot right now. They got the pressure on them. We can just say the Blue Jays series is all the time because they have all the pressure on them now. Especially the fact that they're choking in the in the first half, but I mean they got they they guys they're not even in second place in this division. I mean if we really look at the standings, Blue Jays are. We talked about the Orioles and how good they're doing. They're only six games behind Toronto, and Toronto was supposed to blow away everyone in this division. So the pressure's on Toronto. I gotta say I gotta say Toronto and the Seattle Mariners. This will be the will be the tightest series besides Red Sox Yankees. That will be the tightest one. Tom, you got one. Yeah, give me the uh, Redbirds and the Phillies. That should be a good one. They just recently yep. played two in Citizens Bank. Now they go to Bush. Um, two teams literally kind of like with the same kind of records and the same at least conference, not division, in the NL. Um, so it should be interesting. Two teams that are trying to get some kind of streak going and really start pushing double digits over 500. Yeah, and I think the Phillies rebounded. To, yeah, the Phillies are rebounded to get five above 500. So good for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, so the, the Phillies are having a good um, run since Girardi's gone. Yeah, thanks to Schwarber. The man's on his little uh, his uh, his hot streak again, where he just Thank is crazy. Thank you, Schwarby. Yeah, he's just kidding <laughs> dingers like left and right. Like hey, he did crap. that with the Nats. 
And I, and I know, I, yeah. <laughs> and then he got traded, and then he couldn't do it with Boston. Now he's on this little tear again. Right. So, I want like, Schwarber so bad. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally like deja vu. I think it was like this time, too, last year he was just going off. Like It was like every night it was a home it run. It was. So. June and July. Schwarber had a 17-game-in-a-row home run streak, and I saw his 17th game in a row where he hit a homer against the Rays. I think he had two. I think he had no two or one. He had, a, I think, a homer and a double against the Rays when I went to Nats Park, my first game there. And it was, man, dude, dude was on a streak. Mm-hmm. Um, so Schwarber's awesome. But, yeah, led by him because Bryce Harper, well, that's one thing, Bryce Harper's hurt. And they're doing this all without him. So credit to the Phillies. Jeff, we're 6-6 six and six on free picks on the week. Um, do we have a – do we have one that will cash for us this weekend? Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a bit of a tough streak. Um, I'm trying to stay away from the overwhelming favorites, i.e., the Brewers against the Pirates, the Rays <laughs> against the Reds, Padres. the Dodgers against the Cubs, simply because those odds are absolutely horrific. Yes. So I so the Astros against the A's, the Twins against the Rangers, you know. So I I, I try and find matches that matchups that should win hypothetically but still be around decent odds. The only problem is I seem to be picking the one day that they lose and they win the two games sandwiched in between it. And you were getting the luck in the beginning of the season where it was you were getting the one game they won and the two games they lost. Yeah, that, that hey, that just happens. You know, that's, that, that's part, you know, that's part of the game right here. Yeah. So we'll be hoping to bounce back with the Guardians against the Royals on Saturday night. We got McKenzie pitching against Heasley. He has not had a lot of run support at all um, from the Royals. So let's hope that keeps up. Free pick of the week sponsored by Live Sports Traders, the uh, Cleveland Guardians over who again? The Twins, you said? Royals. I'm sorry, oh, Roy- I'm sorry Royals. Royals. Um, God, okay. no. <laughs> God, no. Yeah, I botched that one pretty bad. All right, um, fantasy scores. I know I caught up to Anthony pretty good because Anthony was destroying me at one point this week. Um, he's still winning, but I caught up very nicely. Uh, so now it's a game. God. Some, Jeff, someone, el- someone else do the scores, please. Sure, I got it. All right, so uh, now I'm only down three to Anthony now. It's 136 right. to 133. It's yeah. Anthony still winning by th- Anthony still winning by three, um, and Dom. I know why Jeff said not. To, he doesn't want to read the scores. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Dom laughs. Dom is playing Jeff, and Dom is hoping to take the division lead over Jeff. Even though, like Anthony said on Tuesday, divisions don't really matter in this case. Um, but Dom is up 209 to 125. So Dom is up with a pretty sizable lead at this current moment up, up, up more than 80 points and you know 84 points look at all my injuries ozzy alves went down bryce harper went down hunter renfro went down i can keep going hey dom the, the you would actually be blowing out jeff by at least probably near 100 points had it not near 100 points had it not been for devers hitting two two three run home runs or two two home runs not three Damn it, devers i forgot you had him Five ribbies for Devers. So, yeah, Jeff has him, and Jeff got 16 points off of him on Thursday. So uh, so that was really crazy. And he's got a bun- he's got, he's got Lindor. Jeff's got a great roster. Um, me, I've been really working my pitchers. <laughs> I've been uh, swapping out my pitchers a lot to get good matchups, and uh, that's how I've been doing. The advantage of I having will, 14 I will say 
I will say, like, half of Dom's lead is solely based off of Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, that guy's on a tear right now. I mean, he, he is easily the best pitcher in baseball right now. He is. He's phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah. guy is wow, disgustingly he, wow, wait, good. Wow, wait, wait. Dom, wait, Dom, do I hear an uncle? Is he better than Joe Musgrove? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's better than Garrett Cole. <laughs> oh, no, well, no, he's shit, he's, he's better, better than Garrett Cole. Of course he's, of course he's oh, better than I'm Garrett sorry, Cole. anyone's better than Garrett Cole. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, in Fenway, well, in Fenway Park, a position player can be better than Garrett Cole. It seems that way at this point, yeah. even Don't though no rest. Pirates announcers that. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, to Jeff's point, um, Sandy Alcantara had 37 points, uh, just solely 37 points himself two days ago against the Angels. Crazy. Eight innings pitch, two hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts. And I think he got the win on top of that, so what a beast. Yep. 22 points to start before, and Dom, I don't know where Dom, Dom's head was in the draft that night getting Alcantara, but that was a really great pick. Um, it was his last end. year. And I was kind of watching some Marlins games, and I'm like, Wait this guy is like disgusting. And I'm not into those fast velo kind of. I think guys. I have him in our other league, Tommy. I just realized that. I think he's in. I think I have him in my other in the other league, and Ooh. I think I'm losing. Go, I go. think I do. I have to go look at that. I haven't he's touched so it. Good. Oh my god, I do. Oh my god, he's been on my bench. Can you look what at my record? Can you look at my record while you're at it? What is wrong with me? Please look at my record while you're at it. I haven't logged into that account in in God knows how long. God. It's been oh. it's been a really long time. It's been since the draft. Since I think, but oh, oh 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 yeah, yes. you're dead. You're dead last at the end. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tommy, I got I, I see a pattern forming here. <laughs> I haven't touched it, and I literally haven't touched it. <laughs> well, technically, the only time you touched away. this fantasy account too really was in the beginning, and then. Just the other week when you wanted last to beat week. Jeff for me. <laughs> yeah, last Jeff's week to beat me. You're, you're not going to touch it now until like September. Oh, I'm still looking. <laughs> uh, now I'm now, no, now I'm, I'm starting to work my roster the night before because ever since we made that rule change, now I can just get rid of a bunch of draft picks that I had and just keep swapping to get the matchups I want. So it's, it's been phenomenal. I'm, I hope everyone likes that rule change, by the way. With getting yes. rid of uh, players that Big we drafted, time. we we all have that freedom now. Big so time. that's that's everyone has that, not just me. I um, just wanted to get rid of Giolito. That's all I wanted. Yeah, I hear you. But the rule was kind of stupid to begin with, so I'm glad yeah. we got rid. Of, I'm glad we got rid of it. Um, like I was able to grab guys like Isaac Paredes, right? And he went off when I beat Jeff. So yeah, I know. <laughs> so that was a um, and I knew he was gonna have a good week. Um, just cause I. I mean, he's been he's been having a couple good stretches here of late. Those guys, I really want. I was really tempted Jeff to get rid of Degrom. I still am a little bit. I don't know how he's gonna come off when he gets back from Port St. Lucie with the uh, rehab starts. I'll trade um, you. <laughs> no, I ain't trading. I'll trade you. We haven't had a trade yet. I'm only trading for Alca I'm only trading for Alcantara. That's it. Degrom for Alcantara. Yeah, I'm I got Aaron Nola. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> he he he's like he's like a beta Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> is he a beta or is how young is he? Oh, I don't even know how old Nola <laughs> is at this point. Aaron Nola is 29. All right, close enough. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want Aaron Nola for for Jacob Degrom. I want to see how he starts first. <laughs> that would be. I'm gonna follow his rehab starts though for sure. Who has Scherzer here? Jeff uh, or Don, who has Scherzer? Uh, Anthony. I think Anthony. Oh, I do. You been keeping it cool since 1990. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Cause Anthony said thank you, Scherzer. That's right. 
Uh-huh. And uh, Scherzer played okay. Should have gotten the win if his team scored a run. But, um, yeah, so that's well, – we don't talk about that part. I have something real quick. Um, sure. You know, this this regarding to, I guess, more of just Aaron Judge. Hal Steinbrenner had a press conference recently, um, I guess a Zoom press conference with, with reporters, and it didn't go well. I feel like – and I kind of wrestling. I think he's like, he's like anti his father. George was very kind of – he had a big personality, very engaging, kind of said what was on his mind, didn't give a fuck what anybody said, and Hal's very reserved and kind of like – I think he hates the media. I don't know why, but he kind of didn't make the greatest comments when talking about the judge contract. And basically, the in the excerpt I'll pull is that when he said that it takes two to reach an agreement, yes. it's kind of not what you want to hear. But obviously, you know, obviously the two are going to definitely talk come the offseason. But also, to add to it, A-Rod made a very good point too. He was on a podcast, I think it was John Heyman's podcast with Joel Sherman, and he said that the Yankees were valued at, I think, like $1.6 billion at the time, and he was getting paid by them, I think, $23 million. Now, granted, it was a different salary cap and whatever, but that, when you hear that, it's like, all right, and the Yankees are valued at $7 billion right now, you can pay him $36 million. Mm-hmm. Now, the years and stuff, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what those numbers come up, but in terms of an AAV value, if A-Rod was getting paid that much money and the team was valued at $1.7 billion, now the team's like tripled that in the last 15 years, you can afford the $36 million. Now, I know it's a different yeah. time period. You know, you have two other guys making close to that money. It wasn't like that with a I think the only one closest to that, I think, was Giammi and Jeter. Everyone else wasn't making that much money. Or they were making money, but not like exuberant amounts of money. Um, but, uh, I mean, but, well... Well I'm, well, I'm talking about like in the in the 2000s, like from like 04, oh. from like that that era, from like 04 to like 2010, like that mm-hmm. like that time. So, but he makes as, as much as people love to rag on a Rod, he made a good point. I will give him that. He made a valid point. Perfect. Yeah. So that was that was that. And um, Jeff, I forgot we have the trivia question for this week. Well, you already kind of gave the trivia question, but I'll give. I gave mine trivia. on Garrett Cole. Or was I'll, it that? I, yeah, I mean, I'll give another trivia question if you guys want. Go for it. Oh, I thought it was on the position player pitching. It is on the position player pitching. Did I read um, to it? Yeah, we kind of oh, talked yeah. about it. Yeah, we Did? talked about but we, we didn't do this trivia question that I have okay. pulled up right now. Yeah, I didn't so, get an official one. So I tried to find, like, the first position player to actually pitch. Couldn't yeah. really find one probably because – positions were so fluid for so long in baseball but what i did find is the first position player to record a save since they started recording the statistic in 1969 i'll get out i want the team if you can give me the player even better but i want the team i'll even throw you guys a bone just to help a little bit 2019 i want to go with the cubs anthony rizzo no that's good a guess. That's an Very awesome good guess. That's Damn an awesome no. guess. Damn it. That's a great guess. I'm gonna say Washington. No, no, no. Was that 2019? Washington Nationals. D. Strange Gordon. No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Give me the I don't know. Dumb. I can't. I, uh, uh, it's like, uh, it's like Patrick water. from SpongeBob. <laughs> Give me the Milwaukee Brewers. At least no. Oh. You're not even you're not even in the right league. Wait, what is it again? Oh, Jeff just gave another hint. Oh. He gave a hint. Yeah. Like, hey, oh. oh man, he gave another hint to make me look stupid. 
<laughs> Wait, all right. So it's in the AL. Yep. Well, yeah. you just you just said you're in the wrong league, so do the math. Yeah, you know, there's one, there's two leagues. Now, now it was the Negro League, Dom. Uh, you know, all right, fine. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> now Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson hasn't pitched. Come on. <laughs> it's Tim Anderson. Got it. Jackie Anderson. Um, I gotta think now. I will. I will say the player is not a big name player. But it's probably a player we have heard of. I know I've heard of him, but you guys that makes, that makes you guys have probably heard of him. So he's not like a star. Is he an everyday player right now? I don't even know. Oh, that makes it ten times harder, dude. Well, just just think of what teams have a massive turnaround of players every single year in the yeah. AL. So it takes out the Pirates. Well, the Reds. Anything? That's the NL. Still in the wrong way. Oh, we're Dom, do you <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus, Dom. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of forgot how to think. I think you should stop thinking. Uh, that's what they all tell <laughs> me. <thought>. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I have no... I, I haven't. Yes. What the He hell? went from the wrong Orioles. league. He went from the wrong league to the right team. All right, Dom. Yep. Who, who was it then? I oh, I can't name you that. Sorry. Uh, Trey Mancini. No, he. No. Jeff said he doesn't. Jeff said he. We don't know. No, if he's he, still he was. He was still battling with cancer at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had the colon cancer. Who was an Oriole in 2019? Can I? Can I at least look up the the roster? Sure. Look up the roster. Why not? The 2019. Yep. No, Pedro no, no. Dude, uh, Renato Nunez, that's my final guess. Boom, got it. No. I hate myself. All right, I give up. Stevie Wilkerson. Nobody was going to guess that. Who the heck no, is that? Stevie <laughs> Wilkerson. Nobody Who's was going to guess that. If you yeah, played the show, you would guess I know, Stevie Wilkerson. I know, but oh. We're not, we're not, we can't all be like little man playing, playing the show every day. <laughs> Speed. Thank you. <laughs> Tim Salmon is Rupert trying to catch the ball. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. All right. Well, that will do it. Um, on the bright side for that. That was a. Uh, that was fun. All right, so we got to all get going. We'll be back here on uh, Tuesday night. We will see you all then. And uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend. And let's go, Guardians. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Swing the Twig podcast. If you really love this show, please give us a five-star review and be sure to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns, email the podcast at swingthetwig at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, go to our Instagram at swingthetwigpod, or you can go on Twitter at swingtwig.